Today on The Breakdown, we have world champion bracelet holder Kristen Bicknell playing in a 10K buy-in event, the Nottingham Millions, against well-known player, professional, podcaster, video guy, dude with an accent, an all-around friendly dude, by the way, Dara O'Kearney. And they're going to play a hand where, I'm just going to say this, first of all, Holy moly, it feels almost unfair when you hear the flop. Like, come on. Obviously, someone's going broke. But then, does someone have to go broke? Will someone go broke? Can Kristen Bicknell reach out to the greatest parts of her poker playing persona and take that greatness and survive this cooler? We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. She has proven to be very good when it comes to making decisions. You know, I think this is not to uh, diminish Kristen Bicknell's accomplishments or her skills. Here we go. But she is a woman. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, not not at all to diminish. Clearly, she's one of the greatest tournament players in the world. Yeah. Uh, But I think one of the things that she seems to have that, that other players don't, including myself, is follow through. Uh, on mm. like when we do this podcast, I feel like I can see all the spots and understand the spots in this perfect way because we spend so much time on it, but also because I let myself see these spots. I feel like I miss at least 20% of it when I'm playing, right? And I don't allow myself to fully think things through the way sure. that I would if I were playing perfectly. Yeah. I feel like Kristen Bicknell is always letting herself think it all the way through and be like, okay, logically, does it make sense for me to do this? And even though everybody calls here or everybody folds here, whatever it is. Like I, this is obviously a call or fold, which is the opposite of what everybody does because it makes sense because I let myself think it through in the spot in real time. Yeah. Which I think a lot of players are incapable of. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of her biggest skills, at least from the hands that we've done of hers that we've seen where she makes these incredible decisions. Wow. You, you did diminish her pretty dramatically. How? I don't know. Why did you lead with that? You weren't diminishing her at any point. That was a compliment the whole way through. Because it sounds a little bit like I'm saying I am as good as her, but I don't give myself enough oh. chance, which is not what I was trying to say. So I wanted, to, I wanted to couch that by, by saying that's not what I'm saying. I now understand what you mean by diminish. Yeah. You thought you were dragging her down to your primitive level. Exactly. Exactly. Your disgusting, muddy... You know what? Mud is actually really good for your skin. And I know I'm covered in it right now. And we're in your apartment. It's a little weird. We're in your apartment. You asked me not to come again this way, but I did. (laughs) So I got to tell you, you keep saying the word exfoliation, but I don't think you know what that word means the way you, but I read about it. I'm just saying it's, it, it doesn't smell as bad as you would think. It's not all mud. And it's, uh, that's good. I think it's good for the exfoliation. <laughs> <laughs> it opens up your pores. You just keep saying that phrase to it. I don't, I, I don't believe either for, one of those. I don't care what society says. Mud is important to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You understand. Good stuff. Good times. Yeah. So we're playing this Nottingham uh, millions, which is a weird thing to even call anything, right? The sheriff in Nottingham. That's what we know about. Especially Nottingham. Because it's online. Yeah. Like it could be the anywhere millions really the, like, but millions. That's a good name. Yeah, the butt millions. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But Dara O'Kearney is playing, and he's, yeah. a, he's Irish, we think. We've talked to him. Was he Irish? He was something. <laughs> it's been too long, <laughs> I'm pretty man. sure he's Irish. But yeah, Chip Race Poker Podcast. Good they, guy. They interviewed us. Yeah, those guys are, are good guys. Yeah. 
They're sort of brethren. We like them. We do. They like us, I think, but we like them too. They at least pretend to like us in a way that makes us believe that they like us. It's good enough. You know what? If they don't like us, they're doing a good enough job lying about it that I'm in. I'm in. You guys asked me to lunch. I'm going. Isn't that the allegory of the cave? Basically. (laughs) Essentially it is, yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) There's something to do with mud in there too. Yeah, yeah, there's mud. There's always mud. Muddy cave. Obviously, there's all moisture in there, else how do you survive in the cave? You need moisture. Um, Hey, do you agree with my assessment on Kristen McNell as as that is one of her great strengths? Like, you find her in these spots where it's like, she had the follow-through to do the right thing, even though most players don't. Well, you talked about not just having the... It's interesting, you said follow-through, but you were also talking about recognizing every spot. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like to be one of the the real skills you were highlighting, which is a little different. Like, maybe maybe a better way to put it that is more commonly used is she's always on her A-game, it feels Ah, like. Ah, I like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true about her, but certainly every time I see her playing, right. I don't think I ever see a spot where I like she, where I thought like she if she thought that through more, she might have made a different decision. Right. I don't ever think that about her. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I, I know I see her sometimes make a fold and not be sure about it, but right. that's going to be the case. But sometimes. she still thinks that's the best play and probably was on her A game when she did it. Right. Like I think like later on if she goes over the same set of assumptions, she's like it was either super close or I was right. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. Like you, if you're wrong in the super close spots, that's okay anyway. Right. It's not a big deal. It's about being wrong in the, the non-super-close spots that's problematic. Yes. Yeah. So obviously she has incredible analytical skills, but like the ability to apply them and, and not let the stress or the time considerations get to her in a way that some other players do. That's what I'm... Yeah, I would say the at. only obvious thing, decision that she makes that's poor is she's still dating Alex Fox, and clearly, what is she doing? Right. That guy's... He's glomming off her. He's only the number one GPI player in the world. Who cares? Move on. Do better. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's my rant. That's my rant. Okay. I assume you never expect to have Alex Fox and hear this or run into him ever. Because that guy's like a six foot five former tight end. He looks angry as hell. (laughs) He's going to destroy you. I mean, the only interaction I ever had with Alex Fox, and he was pretty angry. He was angry at himself, but he's sort of angry at me. (laughs) Um, Even though I was complimenting him, didn't matter. yeah, a little angry. She definitely spit a little fire my way. I mean, I was taking his chips as it was going on, but I was being sincerely complimentary, but he did not take it that but way. But he would just... Act like I was being the dick. <laughs> he might just punch your face through a wall, though. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's what he tries to make other players think at the yes. table. Is like, I might just punch your face Let through a wall. Let me just say this, okay? I'm not going to call anyone out, but Alex Fox... Is, <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a teddy bear, man. That guy, that guy would never get into a fight with me because he'd be afraid. <laughs> Was he really a former tight end? Yeah. And he really six foot five? Yeah, he was really a six wow. foot five. He but... would destroy me. Yeah. But he's not gonna fight me because he's like uh Andre the Giant in that movie, Princess yeah. Bride. Who doesn't want to fight? Right. He wants to rhyme. He's just a big rhyming guy. That's Alex Fox. Yep, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't really mean to talk known, about Alex known Fox. For his rhymes. I just wanted to make the joke about bad decisions, the only bad decision I could come up with. That was it. Like yeah. Alex Fox is not part of this hand. Kristen Picknell is part of this hand, and who she's dating is actually irrelevant, except for the jokes. Yes, that is correct. Except it is relevant because they're probably both a lot better because they're dating each other. Without question. Yeah, it's because they get to talk poker with each other Constantly. all the time, and they're two of the best players in the world. Yeah. That must be an incredible setup, poker-wise. I mean, they both have rocketed to the top of the charts, I think. I don't know how long they've been dating, but it's been years and they've been both near the top of the charts for yeah. years, so I'm sure it's helped. Yep. Also, it helps them stay at the top, I'm right. sure. Got to sure. help. Anyway, great deal. Anyway, let's see, let's see what Kristen does this time. Okay, fine. See, see if she can pull it off. Tommy Reynolds, who is the person who suggested this oh, hand. Oh, that sounds like a freaking baseball mm. player. 
I would guess in the history of baseball, there's been a player named Tommy Reynolds who made it at least to AAA. I would guess there was a second baseman in the major leagues at some point named Tommy Reynolds without knowing. I would what about be really a catcher? Surprised. Would you say there was a catcher? There's probably also a catcher. There's probably at least a catcher and a second baseman. What about a relief pitcher? Ooh, maybe, maybe a relief pitcher too. Yeah, probably a relief pitcher as well. Three Tommy Reynolds now. We're up to three. Any starting pitchers that have won a game? No way. No, no That's chance. ridiculous. No. Unless, unless, I mean, the relief pitchers sometimes have to start or like begin their careers as starters. But so maybe because of that. But any, they weren't true starters. Any Tommy Reynolds in MLB history who have been caught using steroids? Caught. See, yeah. that's the trick. If you didn't use the word caught, the answer is yes. The answer is clearly no, because Tommy Reynolds is a good boy and is seen as a good boy. Congratulations, Tommy Reynolds. <laughs> of course, Tommy suggested it on Twitter. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. That's where you need to suggest hands. Use a YouTube link, Poker Go link, whatever. Just make sure you tell us what time the hand is in the video. Yep. That's what we need to know. That's what we need. What you need to know is the blind levels. Okay, I'm ready. 15K, 30K. Those Whoa. blind levels are important. You should think in big blinds, not in total chips. I don't know if people know that yet. Is they, that, they should know that. I, I think they know. I hope so. Daryl Kearney knows it. He's a... Uh, He's the expert on uh, PKO, I suppose. He wrote the book on PKO, you know, the, the progressive knockout tournaments, uh. which we have done one hand on. And it was kind of fascinating, the, the situations that we, the players were in based on it. I, yeah, I remember it was pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. It changes the ranges a lot. Like, I remember it changed to like, oh, you can't be, you can't have a value hand now because you would have definitely bet the turn with a value hand because mm. you need to get that PKO money if you can. Right. Like yeah, that. you have to build the pot. Yeah. And so a guy like Tom Dwan might then... Do the opposite yeah. anyway because he's so tricky and weird. Right. But everyone else is like, the money matters. Who cares? Like, yeah, yeah. By the way, you call them Dara. I'm calling them Dara. Let's go with Dara. Dara. Yeah, it seems my, right. My favorite Tom Dwan. The opposite thing, although it actually makes sense mathematically, is an anecdote back from high stakes poker mm-hmm. where he was interviewed after uh, a high stakes game. I don't think it was high stakes poker itself, but it was about a high stakes game where. He happened to flop a set of fours, and they later learned that there were only three fours in the deck, and he had flopped the last four. And he was saying afterwards, he, he said he wished that the other players at the table knew that there was only one right. four left because that would make it more likely to get paid if a four came. No question. Yeah. Which is like a cool. So he would want to play pocket fours more because of the implied yeah. odds. Although most people would want to play them less because right. they don't get there as much. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Dara O'Kearney. Is that how we're saying it? Dara O'Kearney. Dara O'Kearney. With, uh, use your Irish accent like a man. Dara O'Kearney. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish love it when I do that. Yeah. He's got 2.5 million in front of him. Okay. He's got the king of spades and the king of hearts. That's a good hand. This is a tournament. We're on day two. 30K is the big blind. So he's got a little over 80 blinds. Yeah. Okay. He's going to open to 60K, the min open in early position. Cool, 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 cool. Sure. Random player. We're never going to know their name. They're just known as player on the screen. Player. Going to call. On the button. Button player. Yeah, we don't care about them, so it doesn't matter what their stack is. Who well, cares? we care because they're adding chips to the pot. Okay, they're everybody a, Everybody factor. matters. Everybody matters except for this person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. Kristen Bicknell is in the small blind. She's yes. got 1.4 million, so she's got like 47 blinds. Okay. Um, she's going to call with two fives. Five of clubs, five of diamonds. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Not much to say here, right? Nope. 240K in the pot. Let's talk about the flop. Because it's just so sick. It's the king of hearts, the <laughs> seven of diamonds, and the five of spades. Cooler central. Cooler alert. On a completely dry board, Bicknell flop set under set with under 50 bigs. It seems like destination. Brokeville. I mean, it's 
basically impossible not to go broke on this board. Looks right? like Alex is going to be eating mac and cheese for a little while. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, damn. I can't believe it. You went there because you're not afraid of him. And I like that I about you. I am afraid of him. I just hope he doesn't. What is it that you said I to me before we started recording? Like, I could kick Alex Jackson's <laughs> ass. I'm not afraid of him. I think that's what you actually said. Oh, that's Grant Dennison I'm talking I about. I can't remember saying that. It's yeah. weird how that happens. It's important, Alex, if you ever are like, hey, isn't that one of the poker guys? I got a beef with him. Remember which one's which. <laughs> Jonathan is the good one who doesn't say I shit I think everybody about knows you. that you're the bad one. Grant is the bad one who you want to be. Everybody up. knows that you're the bad Grant one. Grant is younger? Taller? Yep. Has a child, but don't let that stop you from beating him up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm better in every way. I'm the one who's better in every way. Um, (laughs) All right. King seven, five flop. Of course, Bignell set of fives. Dara, Dara, set of kings. Dara. Bignell checks. Fine. Playing in front. Well, you expect Dara to bet this flop a lot, whether or not he has it. Yeah, we're three ways. I'd expect mostly to bet it. But he doesn't. He checks. Do you mm. think this is a hand that deserves a check on this board? The, the nuts with, without much to be afraid of. I mean, there's gut shots and open-enders that are possible, but there's no flush draw. It's very dry. It's unlikely your opponents have anything. Is it a reasonable check? I think it is at least reasonable. Um, like you said, it's unlikely our opponents have very much. Like, okay, yes, they could have flopped a set of fives or sevens. Besides that, there's kind of nothing else for them to have. I Seven, guess- five suited. Okay, they could have 7-5 suited also. By the way, if they flop a set of fives or sevens, you feel like, we're probably going to get all the chips anyway. Yeah. By the way, if they have 7-5 suited, we might get all the chips anyway. They could have 6-8 or 4-6. Or that is the thing that they could have. Um, I don't know if Bicknell is calling 4-6 from the small blind, maybe. Um, I don't know if our button is either. 6-8 feels like they both are probably calling. Maybe Bicknell isn't with 50 blinds or 40. The button probably was suited 6-8. Yes, would be probably. But, um, but okay, but that's not too much, right? That's at, that's at best four combos because yeah. it's got to be suited. Um, I guess like pocket eights, pocket nines, maybe pocket tens, and as maybe even as high as jacks are out there. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to get three streets of value anyway. No, you, we can get value later. Yeah, I mean, an ace coming is a disaster for those. But. We, we just crush the board so much. Like, there's just not too much for our opponents to have. They can have the king. They can have the last king in the deck. We might be able to get three streets from that. That's the yep. one thing that sucks to check here. But that's it, right? It's like king ten suited, king queen, king jack. That's about it. Yeah, we just have to make sure that we're balancing with some whiffs here if we have a set of kings in our yeah. checking range because we're going to have some more natural checks here like pocket jacks, pocket tens type hands that we might check sometimes that just feel like practically it's easier to play them by checking. But if we're going to check a set of kings, we also have to check something that we want to bet because we have a range advantage and it, it's, it's a hand with no equity against most things. This is definitely, So how do, we, how do we figure out what those hands are? Yeah, that's a fair question. That's something you'd have to like work on a little bit. Yeah. But also, if you're going to check a set, boy, you sure would want to check your set of kings and not your set of fives or sevens. Oh, for right? sure. And so, so we lean... So if we're ever flopping a set, we should be thinking about once we see this board, like of my sets, kings are the only ones even to be drawing from that I'd be checking, I think. Like, yeah. Um, I'm always betting fives. I'm always betting sevens. Uh, I don't think that means we want to check all of our pocket kings here, but... We probably have to check some because we want to check a set sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, when you think about what else are you checking, uh, like you said, some whiffs. Yeah. You're just going to have to check some air here, which you give up on. That's okay. I mean, this is a board where you can win with some C-bets, no doubt, because it's relatively dry and king high. But you're not always going to win, and it's okay three ways, I think, to, to check. Maybe hands up. like Jack-9 suited where it's like such mm. a stretch to find any equity. Yeah, especially with no back doors. Yeah. That would be the good one, like Jack-9 of clubs because this is diamonds, hearts, yeah. and spades. Anything like that. It's pretty Jack-10 suited, Yeah, Queen-Jack suited. Although those have more backdoor opportunities than Jack-9. They have a little bit more. Yeah. That's true. 
but yeah, you got to find some balance. But sure, we I understand from a pragmatic right now perspective why you would check kings. By the way, jack nine suited, you know, a ten makes them double gutted. Oh, that's true. Them. So it's kind of the same. We got to find something, man. I know, I know. Well, I think we have to we have to check some of those. Ace four suited, but then we have ace high, which could be good. Usually not three yeah. ways, but sometimes. Usually not. Anyway, it's okay not to win every pot, especially these smaller ones. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, after the the sets both check the rando who definitely doesn't have the best hand because can't can't could have a set of sevens bets 115 K. Mm. Okay. Whatever. They have something or nothing. Oh no. They, pro- they often have nothing. Yeah. I would even say, but cause well, we know like there's not too much left to have. Right. I mean, but. they, they could have something like seven, eight suited and just be protecting. They could, yeah. they could have pocket threes and be yeah. protecting. Honestly, they could like, have ACE 10 and be like, well, let's just end this thing. Yeah. Like why give everyone a free card? I usually win. Right. Like sounds pretty good. Well, guess what? Random player. Today's not your day. Well, at least this hand. Maybe the rest of the day is really good for them. Yeah. We I was trying know. to think of like a line from a movie, but I couldn't. What's like, did Arnold Schwarzenegger have any iconic lines from Commando? Um, he said, no one gives me a raw deal. Nice. That's probably from Raw Deal, though. Oh. The movie Raw Deal. I know from Jingle All the Way, not Jingle All the Way, Kindergarten Cop. He says, it's not a tumor. Yeah. Oh, and Commando, at one point, he says his, his daughter, who is played by Alyssa Milano, okay. very young, after he throws a guy off a cliff to his death, she's like, what happened to blah, blah, blah? And he says, I had to let him go. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he says that. That's good. Yeah. And in every movie, of course, he says, I'll be back. Literally everyone. You know, is what's better? Is it the lines that Arnold has, or is it his claymation face exploding in Total Recall? I mean, it's got to be the Total Recall claymation thing, right? Yeah. Got to be. Has there ever... Okay, just a little quick aside. (laughs) Has there ever been a movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger's been in where people were like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was amazing in that? Has that that ever been said after... And now, I like a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, to be clear, but like... Where you're like, wow, Arnold Schwarzenegger blew me away. It's possible that when the first Terminator came out, yeah. when it like before Terminator was such a part of the cultural zeitgeist, I know that's redundant. So just the zeitgeist, um, like before that, when Arnold wasn't a huge deal, right? Yeah, it's like that right. guy was cast perfectly for that role. He so was. you could go out of, come out of that movie have, not having huge expectations for it, being like, that guy played the Terminator perfectly, right? Like, yeah. You could, you could think that. You could say that. Yeah. It's a little different than like, what an incredible job, because he just plays a, you know, a yeah. robot. But, but okay, that's fair. Anything, anything once he became like a leading man? Jingle not. all the way. His, Twins. His, Twins. His counter playoff of Sinbad in Jingle All the Way, incredible. He, he only ever did like hardcore comedy or hardcore action, right? Never yeah. like legit drama. Because why? Because he's probably not very <laughs> good at acting. Yeah. That would be my guess. Okay. Well, he's done incredibly well then. They paid that him $20 is. million dollars to, play, uh, to play Mr. Freeze in he Batman was, uh, and Robin. He was the governor of the most populous state in America for a long time. Yeah. You know, that's... He was a good governor, I think. Yeah. I think most people on either side of the equation would agree that he was a good governor. I think. That's incredible, by the way. That, I mean, he... Kind of pulled it off. It's weird. But let's get back to the hand. All right. So we got Rando betting 115K. <laughs> King of Hearts, seven of diamonds, five of spades. Bicknell, right. set of fives. Dara O'Kearney. Dara O'Kearney. Dara. Set of kings. Bicknell's going to call. What do you think about that versus raising? Uh, the only problem... Okay. I don't hate it. The big problem with calling is how are we playing future streets to maximize 
value when we don't have the initiative and we're out of position. And by the, I mean, it just feels like a lot of time our opponent has nothing we call and they just give up. Now, if they have nothing, maybe no matter what we do, we get nothing. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but you know, if our opponent, I don't know, I, I understand why she's just calling like that. Like it's very strong for her to race here. She doesn't just have a King when she raises right. for value. Right. And she doesn't really have any two pair combos except for seven, five suited. So it looks super steady. Yep. Um, so I have, I have some thoughts on this. Good. Dara did check with a super strong hand, but typically you would expect that Dara is actually just giving up. Right. Absolutely. If you're Bicknell, you expect he's folding no matter what you do. Yep. Um, if we call, he's folding. So it's all about the button who bet. Yeah. And if the button has a king, great. We might get our check raise called, but we might not get future streets. That might be like getting folded in the future, right? Uh, at least some of the time, yeah. Uh, so we're going to get some value from a king either way, whether yep. we call or whether we raise. If the button has a bluff, we might get a lot more value by just calling. And we don't have that much to fear. Yeah, okay. Not insane. Uh, more value by just calling. Uh, and the idea is like at some point we'll probably check raise maybe as late as the river, depending on how the board's running out and how the sizing is on the turn, I guess. Yeah. Or it could just be a triple barrel that ends up all in on the river anyway. I mean, that'd that be is great. Certainly possible with these stack depths. We're never folding. I'll right. tell you that. Yeah. We're Chris and Big Nell, bro. Yeah. We make great decisions mostly, except that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I actually <laughs> like the call with Dara checking. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it now that we're talking about it. Um, it just. Again, it does suck to give up initiative, but fair enough. I'm with you. All right, so she calls. Now it's on Dara. Hey. Top set, a bet, and a call. We know Kristen has something. Yes. Do we raise or do we call? Okay, well, the problem with raising is it looks unbelievably it strong It looks exactly like a set of kings. It does. Um, now, for the type of guy, and I don't know if Dara is or not, who can make this play without a set of kings and have it look unbelievably strong when we're bluffing too, then that's pretty cool. Like if we can have like eight, nine suited here, have the gutter and be like, you know what? I'm going to make it look like a set of Kings sometimes. And if I get called, I have at least a few outs. You'd expect Dara to bet at eight, nine suited a lot of the time. You would, but I would expect if he's going to check raise as a bluff, he's going to have some equity. And so this is a way to do it. Um, But I I don't disagree with you uh, that he's mostly going to bet that. But maybe once in a while, he could turn that into a bluff too. And check raise with that because that otherwise we shouldn't be check raising top set if we don't have bluffs here too. We don't have legit bluffs, and the problem is uh, it's hard to come up with very many bluffs on this board, right? Like, that, what do we have, have if we call though? It's weird, right? Like we we have jacks. Do we overcall jacks? Probably one street, maybe one street. Because Kristen can have a pocket pair and assume we're just folding, yeah. and the button can be betting anything. And once we call, I think now we pay. If we have jacks, we pay a lot of attention. We're certainly not going to overcall the turn. No. If it checks through on the turn, we're like, well, sometimes Kristen's going to bet the river, and we have a tough spot. But if it, if it goes check check on the turn and the button bets anyway, we might just fold. Yeah. Um, certainly, if it goes bet call, we're folding. It's not a great spot, but I think Jacks is probably a little too strong to just fold for one. For Probably, one but God, it feels like such garbage if you're in that spot and you're putting those I chips know. in with jacks and you're like, it why sucks. am I putting these fucking chips in it's the like, pot? Maybe like, a what jack am I, will come. What am I doing? I need a jack to come. Where's yeah. Jack? You know? Yeah. Here's Johnny. Jack Nicholson. Jack pops his head in. Jack from that movie. Nailed it. <laughs> also that movie, Jack with Robin Williams where he's like an eight-year-old, but he's in the body of an old man for kind of unknown reasons. I don't think that really happens. Uh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> good to, thanks thanks for the <laughs> review <laughs> okay anyway 
Dara's just going to call, and I get it, It's like a weird spot. I, I get why you would just call. Again, we have real problems with getting value later, though. Because now when we overcall, who is bluffing the turn now? Kristen's even like, well, okay, Dara's got something, probably not a super strong hand, probably a hand like Jack's. Now no one's like, like the button can't really bluff again now. Like it sort of sucks. Uh, can the button even bet King Jack again? I think the button can bet King Jack again. Well, what's to get folded out by you're folding everything worse out. Yeah, you are. You're right. Kristen can't call again with if she has King 10 suited. Exactly. Maybe. Maybe that's that's like the that's it. Right. She's never going to call. She might just fold that, though. She might with with Dara behind her, but she might think it's good. She might decide she has to call that. Because she's like, what else do I have? I mean, we know some of the things, but not too much more strength there. It's a weird yeah, spot. Man. I don't know if you could. I don't really... know. I don't. It's really weird. It's super strong to raise, but calling sort of shuts down all the action so much of the time. It's it, well. That's what happens when you check. Yes, you know? exactly. If, if he turns out, if he just bet this, things would go a little different. Things yeah. would go pretty well. Anywho, either way, he's still thriving, right? He's still got the best hand. I mean, he's going to. This is ultimately a fantasy spot for him. What did yeah. you say? I think he's pretty well propped up <laughs> as as the best hand in the. Now, see, a lot of listeners may not realize, but we've been just infusing the last few sentences with little Easter eggs. It's called subliminal messaging. Yeah. He said thriving. Yeah. I said fantasy. Grant then said propped up. That's because... I'm going to say one other thing. Oh, yeah. PG50. Remember those four digits. Fucking write them down. By the way, hopefully they're in the freaking description of this podcast. They are. They are in the description of this podcast. But write them down anyway. Yeah. PG50, when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy, use that code to get a 100% bonus up to $50. Yes. It's well worth it. I thought you were going to screw that up the way you were saying I thought that. I was too, but guess what? We made it through. <laughs> Muddied our way through. You did great. And now we're here. Now we're going to talk about Thrive Fantasy. Jonathan, tell them all about it. Well, here's the deal. Unlike those dumb DFS sites, and I got to tell you, I've, I'm not a big DFS those fan. Those absolute pieces of shit. <laughs> here's the thing. On DraftKings, on FanDuel, blah, blah, blah. Everyone gets the same players. It's pretty boring and lame for the most part, honestly. Um, I don't like it. Uh, no, I agree. Like genuinely not that yeah. fun. No, I like regular fantasy stuff, yeah. but I don't like DFS. Thrive's doing it completely differently. Instead of picking a player and just hoping they do well, they pick the players for you. They they pick 20 prop bets like, will Patrick Mahomes run for a touchdown in this game, right? And you say yes or no, and there's certain points allotted for either pick, depending on how likely it is. Right. And you pick 10 of the 20 for yourself. And by the way, you also get two backup ones in case there's ties or something happens or the player's hurt or anything like that. So if Pat Holmes doesn't play, you're okay, like for some reason. Uh, and you go up against other people in a contest that way. So you have very particular things you're rooting for instead of just random, oh, good, my guy got three more yards. Yay. Yeah. That's a third of a point. Cool. And it feels dumb. And you're but, a piece of shit. Yeah, and you suck and you yeah. know it. Instead, you get to thrive. You do. I mean, like when you go to a Super Bowl party, that's one of the, the big winners, yes. right? It's the prop betting. Everybody loves the prop betting. We, do, even, that, we even, do that every year. Yeah, even the people who aren't that into the game are Absolutely. enjoying the prop betting. And that's what Thrive is, is counting on is like, hey, guess what? That's the fun part. Let's do that part. Yeah. Right? Let's do it over and over again because that's fun. That's great. Yep. We're counting on that too. Yes. Yeah. They're sponsoring us. So go ahead. Look <laughs> in that description. Make sure you use the code PG50. Check out Thrive. There's money to be won. Go yeah. have fun. ThriveFantasy.com. It's also in the app stores. Get in there and get on it, people. You stupid idiots. It's playoffs. Normal DFS. Playoffs? Also, it's not just football. It's all sports. Yeah. 
It's all the fun stuff. It's the good stuff. Are they going to do lacrosse, Grant? You know what? I hope they do because I think Cambridge has a great shot this year. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about because I feel like Syracuse. If they, if Cambridge plays Syracuse, I'm just we we can do a whole prop thing. But here's the thing: it doesn't matter which team's better. I know. I just know that Lavelle is going to get four tries <laughs> within three minutes. <laughs> four, four tries. Yeah, yeah, sure. Is that what we're calling? It? I don't know. Is that lacrosse? <laughs> it might be. Four tries. Probably goals. You know, when, there was a lacrosse team at my high school and uh, that played from, I went to a prep school, so of course they had lacrosse. And uh, I never played because, you know, I wanted all my bones to be intact. But <laughs> every single match, there would be a point when everything would stop and there would be a stretcher that would come out. Sometimes an ambulance would come onto the field. <laughs> Some kid would get put away and they'd drive him off to the hospital a hundred percent of the time. And I just watch like, why do they play? Why you can play bat? We have ba- a basketball team. Yeah. You know, we have soccer teams. There's other things you can play. Why would you ever play? Lac- why do the parents let them play? Lacrosse it's crazy. Is, I've never actually played lacrosse like in, in full, but I've like thrown a lacrosse ball around. I had a couple of friends in high school who were on the lacrosse team at my high school. Yeah. And it's fun to throw the lacrosse ball around with the lacrosse sticks. Is it know? fun to have people like break your legs? I haven't tried that part. <laughs> That part, that's what they do. But let me tell you what about yeah. at least maybe this was the case in my high school. That was probably the most cultish sport where everybody was like hmm. super like I'm on the lacrosse team. Fuck you. You know, like it's like lacrosse and wrestling and crew were like those. Yeah, things. we both went to prep schools of some sort or I, mine was actually the public school, but, but it's but like an, a good public school. Like only rich kids went to your public school. Basically, it was right? a good public. School. Yeah, yeah, it was a good. public. Anyway. Lacrosse. <laughs> Is that what we're advertising now? Lacrosse? <laughs> lacrosse fantasy. I think that's the app, right? Yeah. No, it's Thrive Fantasy. Get on there. Okay. All right. So we've got the set over set situation here. King seven, five rainbow board. Bicknell in the small blind with a set of fives and Dara O'Kearney with a set of Kings. I keep calling him Dara. I don't know if that's correct or not. Dara. Pots 585K. There is a third piece of shit in the hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the turn is the deuce of clubs. Never changes anything. No. It's actually a complete rainbow now, so nobody's picked up any backdoor draws or anything like that. So this is a weird thing. Bicknell's going to go ahead and lead. Yeah. She just leads into both players, 220K. It's pretty interesting. I think I know why she's doing it. Me too. I think she would never do this if Dara didn't overcall. Exactly. But since he did, she's expecting that the button's going to check a lot of the time. The whole point of calling was to capture bluffs in the future from the button, which now we're not going to be able to capture. Right. That's gone. Like the button's not bluffing the turn almost ever. Now. Yeah. And so now we're trying to get value out of Dara or if the button actually has something, we're trying to get value out of the button and she thinks it's going to check through way too often. She's right. Yeah. Cause if Dara does have jacks or tens or whatever, it kind of looks like he has, yeah. he's not betting. No and then, way. Like we were debating if the button would bet King Jack. I strongly believe the button would not bet. King I'm Jack. not sure, but whatever. So if, if we're debating King Jack, yeah, yeah we want to put some money in this pot. We should probably lead, even though it looks super strong. Like, what does it look like we have when we lead? We could have the, the open ender. We could have the open. And we're trying to like control the size of the pot yeah. and, you know, have take initiative and all that stuff. But in reality, it looks like we have a very strong hand. Almost always. It does. Like, come on. It's like, a tough. It's a tough. It's tough to know what to do though, because otherwise it just checks through almost all the time. Yeah, this is the thing that this is why I think we're not leading the open ender that much because we'd expect it's going to check through a lot. Yeah, and then we get to try and bluff the river and bluff Dara off the jacks and bluff the the bluffing button off whatever their yeah. slightly better bad hand is than ours. You know, with our eight six, right? You know, that doesn't get there. Um, that's that's the only problem with this is it's really like you're saying it's really hard to come up with bluffs, but. We could maybe we could have a hand like two nines, and we're aware like we're trying to get Dara to fold a hand like Jack. I just I just made a face. Yeah, I know because that sounds just awful. 
to bet two nines, to lead two nines into two players. Well, we know we're behind. We'd be turning it into a bluff, essentially. We're just really hoping the button doesn't have a king for no reason. It, the whole thing is weird, yeah, because now we're like, we got to fold out jacks, and then the bluff will fold also. Right, and the like, whole point of betting the fives is to make sure that money goes in when the button yeah. has a king, right? Yeah, and, and, and maybe maybe capture a little value from Darius. So we're jacks. expecting a king to call. We have to expect a king to call. Yeah. No, I don't think two nines is a great play, but I'm, I'm just trying to come up with what bluffs we can have here. I think the open under makes the most sense. I think the detraction of that being that it checks through a lot is not as bad as how much of a disaster it is to bet nines. I don't know. If, I'm just wondering if she has many bluffs at all. Like so you think this is kind of face-up transparent stuff? Feels like that. Now, she's must have learned it from Alex. Must have learned it from Alex Fox. Yeah, another just terrible decision. Yeah. It's all the same decision. You notice that? We keep repeating. You know what they say insanity is? You know the definition of insanity? Which is not, of It's not actually true. But they say it as if and it people is. People say Einstein said that also, which is really? not true. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's dumb. Because he didn't say it. No, the definition of insanity is not repeating the same thing and expecting different results. Of it's, course it isn't. It's some version of... You're crazy. Detachment from reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really not expecting different results because lots of people do that all the yeah. time, of course, and that's why... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a fun little colloqu- colloquial thing, but people now say it as if it's actually... Yeah, they think, it, they factual, think it's true. Like, come on, man. It's clearly not true. Yeah. <laughs> just had to say that. Anyway, um, so I, I am concerned that this does feel like it's... Uh, pretty face up except that big Nell is so good that she's going to have some bluffs somehow here anyway. So maybe she is going to lead at least a few of her, uh, open enders here. Anyway. Yeah. I would have guessed that she has, she's got to have some balance, especially when she's playing against a known pro like Dara. Um, yeah, I'd expect. Yeah, sure. But anyway, still, this feels like hyper strong. Also, I got to push back on this whole definition of insanity thing for a second, <laughs> because if you remember, the Oxford English Dictionary, or maybe it was Merriam-Webster, actually did change the def- definition of literally to mean figuratively as one of the sub-definitions oh. because people were using it so frequently as figuratively. So that means that in this world, it is possible that they'll be like, you know what? People say it enough. I guess that is the definition of insanity. <laughs> I guess we'll just cow to the masses. I mean, the difference is like people don't actually use insanity to mean that exact thing, though, as opposed to literally, which they use to mean figuratively, which yeah. is, of course, the most hair-pulling out, gouge your eyes with red-hot pokers that you possibly can, you know? It's, yeah, it's it's like an extreme version of when people say, I could care less, which pisses me off yes. to no end, but li- the literally thing is worse. You know what else bothers me? The term head over heels. I'm, I, went, I was head over heels for that. Why does that bother you? Because we're always head over heels. Your head, your head is over your heels right now. That doesn't mean anything. That's normal. But they make it sound like I was super excited. I think, I think it means something different. It's like more of a kinetic thing. Like you're falling over. Right. But head over heels. Sure. Already, already over your heels. So like all you the spun time. around a couple times. Right. Or just didn't spin at all. Anyway. That's that not can't as, be on the same level as could care less and literally. It can't be can't be on the same level. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. where were we before all this, before we got into all this? Because I'm lost about the hand now. It's Something uh, about Kristen leading. It, she leads, yeah. We're yeah. talking about... And nope. we kind of... We, we beat that thing to death. So. We really did. So let's talk about Dara now, who's got a big decision. Okay, well, this is interesting, because now that she leads... It feels like she has a real hand of some sort. Now, she could have a hand as weak as, like, a pretty good king, I think, in lead here, right? Could she have, like, king, queen in lead? I think she could. I think she could lead king, queen, she's expecting that Dara... If Dara has a stronger hand than king, queen, it's usually king, king, and only that. And we're blocked that anyway. Yeah. Um, so, like, if he has jacks or whatever, he's probably folding, but we're mostly targeting the button, who has 
only weaker kings than king queen unless they flat ace king sometimes preflop. Right. So the button could, of course, have a set. Fine. If we get raised, we'll have to deal with yeah. that. But that's that's. But not wanting to check through Wandara seems to have some level of value. Not a terrible idea. I'm not sure if we're getting called by that value almost ever, of course. This is the problem. I feel like Dara is just going to fold Jax. So. Okay, but we're talking from Dara's perspective here. Right. And what Kristen might have. King-Queen is not a huge consideration, obviously, no. because we have a, two of the kings in our hand and one of them's on the board. I mean, there's still more combos of King-Queen and King-Jack than there are... Uh, I think King-Jack is a huge difference from King-Queen as far as the efficacy of actually leading it for value as Kristen. I agree. Also, I'm not even sure if she's calling King-Jack off from the small blind. Yeah. Anyway, only King-Jack suited. There's one combo of that. So, and you can't lead it. You, you can lead King-Queen, but you can't... It seems crazy. You're right. You're right. You cannot lead it because the button now yeah. has you in jail yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's a really good point. Okay. So King-Queen sets... And maybe open, an open, en- open enders, yeah. That's a pretty good range to want to go attack, isn't it? Yeah, and le- like because you can't really think of any pure bluffs. I'm fine with folding out the open enders. I mean, we'd prefer a call from the open enders, but it's fine to fold out the open enders. We can we can effectively give her a price that we're indifferent yeah. to, you know, whether she calls or doesn't, and it's no big deal. Yep. We should probably do that. Yeah, I think we should raise if that's the should. range that we're against. I think we should too. She just doesn't have that many bluffs. Right. Here. Maybe she folds King Queen. Yeah. She might. That but you know, we're probably not getting another street anyway. I mean, the problem, of course, is what are we repping? What does she think we're repping when we check, call, raise, turn? I mean, it does. I mean, what, what about when we call when she leads turn? I mean, it's all super strong. Yeah, we could have. We a don't bad, have jacks. We, we could have like a bad king that we're call with that we opened in early position. Yeah. So I guess it's like, are we crazy enough to open king nine suited? Probably not. And then not bet it. We could not bet it if, yeah. if we open on that dry up board. I think we might not bet it because we we're would, worried about game three. We would disasters. strongly consider folding that when Bicknell leads the turn, though. Yeah, I think King 9, I think yeah. you're right. King 10 suited then? Maybe, but That's same thing. We King, might just fold it. Yeah. There's no way to, except for folding, to look weak if we're Dar at this point. Yeah. I think we're supposed to raise. Yeah, I think so, Dara. too. I understand why he wouldn't, which he doesn't. Well, he's also trying to keep the button in, maybe. Yeah. Right? He's got all these different plans. Of course, if we raise and the button's got, if the button's got a strong hand... Button's not folding. The button we could fold out the button's king if the button has a king. Yeah, but like, who cares about that? If Kristen's got a, doesn't have a king, Kristen's got a strong enough hand that she can almost always call our raise with, unless right? she has an open ender. Right, and then it depends on how we how and it's we're the and price we're happy is. to fold out an open ender. Yeah, we'd prefer call at the right price, but whatever. Yeah, we just want to slightly price out the open ender, basically, yeah. just barely, and then she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, that's fine. So Dara calls. I understand why. Yep. It's like you're in this mode of like, how do I possibly look like I don't have the nuts? And yes, it's almost impossible. The only answer is you had to bet the flop yeah. yourself. And then maybe, and then, then you less, less of the time when you make big plays later, is it going to look like it? But yeah. now anytime you show strength, it's just so powerful. So three ways, especially when Dara calls, that's not what Kristen's expecting on the turn, right? No. She's mostly expecting him to fold and Hopefully the button calls. If I'm Kristen, now I'm like King 10 suited. Yeah. Sometimes. Hopefully you checked the flop with that hand. Let's just hope that Yeah, it's yeah. possible. Yeah. Maybe King nine suited, maybe two jacks that he's just being super Why not stubborn King with. Why not King queen? Why? Well, yeah. Why okay. not King? He might be betting those more of the time because he's less worried about getting dominated yeah. with those, but, but he might check those sometimes too. Maybe aces once yeah. in a while. Hopefully that's the Kristen hope. Yeah. That's but it's, pretty good. But alarm bells are going off. I mean, it's a, she's got to be paying attention. Yeah. To it, yeah. Button folds. We'll never know what that, crap head head probably not pocket sevens probably didn't flop a set of sevens i'm gonna guess not pocket sevens unless super elite perhaps speaking of super elite i genuinely cannot believe 
the deal that we have to offer you on Nitrogen Sports. Well, I can't, what is it? I can't wait to hear it. I think you've heard it about 650 billion oh. times. Oh, it's the, it's, the, it's the same old, same old. I th- you said you can't believe it. I thought it was something. You know, even though it's the same old, same old doesn't mean it's bad. You know, like yeah. bread is still bread and bread is fucking great. You know what's great is butterscotch pudding. How about goat cheese? <laughs> oh, my God, Chev. Yeah. Bring me that chef, yo. Yeah. Well, on some butterscotch pudding, that's a treat. How about just a delicious chocolate cake? <laughs> you love cake so much. Of course I do. I'm not a maniac. I know people who don't like cake. Anyway, something that's in these categories <laughs> is is Nitrogen Sports Poker Guys Monthly Tournament, Jonathan. Yeah. With the price of Bitcoin these days, I don't even know what to say about it. So you're going to have to do some talking. Okay. Well, the price of Bitcoin means a few wonderful things for our listeners. Number one, it means that the overlay on this is as big as it's pretty much it's ever been. Because the price of Bitcoin, as of this recording, is around like $36,000, $37,000, which means the buy-in is, uh, you know, it's a tenth of a millibit, which means it's like $3.60. But it also means that because nitrogen guarantees 8,000 buy-ins... That there's more overlay than ever. That's right. It's like $3,700 is in there. Oh, they max out at 300 players. That's the most that can be in there. That's 70, at least 70% of the prize pool is overlay. That's like two, 20, 200 bucks or something overlay. It's cray. I, it is cray on, which oh. is also something that is timeless. Everybody loves, like, even if it's been years since you've drawn with a crayon, it is, it is fun. What's it's your, a tactile experience. What's your favorite color? And the crayon. I box. like a like. I don't remember the names, but I like. Well, the, there's like blue and green and yeah, red. I like like a dark red. Sure, a crimson perhaps. Yeah, a crimson. I'm more of an autumnal sunset guy. Autumnal sunset. Yeah, that's the. Uh, Is that the, like a golden type color? It's sort of like a peachy, peachy reddish, golden type combo. Did it's, you know that this conversation is part of an ad for an online gambling website? <laughs> <laughs> I actually literally forgot because I got so into the Crayola Either way, it is Nitrogen Sports <laughs> that we're talking about. There is a link in the description. You have to use that link to get access to the tournament we referred to earlier. Of course, yes. there's also sports gambling and casino games. Get on Nitrogen. Get you some damn poker. It's really wonderful. All right. So there's 1.025 million in the pot now. Okay. That leaves Kristen Bicknell with about a pot-sized bet remaining. Well, the river is the seven of spades. Full house for both players. It now reads king seven, five, deuce seven. Bicknell with fives full. Dara with kings full. What is the course of action for young Kristen Bicknell? It's an interesting... Okay, I think the only question is, are we shoving or are we betting less than, than all of it? There's no checking, you think? I think probably not. I'd just be worried that there's too many checkbacks from like if we're like if we're targeting hands like King Ten, King Jack, are they gonna really are they gonna bet? Are they gonna call? I don't know. I don't know. Uh all right. I assume aces would call or bet. Ace King probably gonna bet if we check, yeah. right? I think you're right about King Ten and King Jack. They're more likely to call than they are to bet. They can't really bet, yeah. right? Because we have King Queen and right. we might check. They're we, could, we could have King Queen. They're definitely more likely to call than they are to bet. I'll so, give you that. Cool. There's not... A, I mean, the thing is, like, as soon as you get lower than that, like, the hands that, quote, make the most sense, like, tens and jacks and even queens... I mean, those are not there by the turn. They're gone. You think they're just auto-folding the turn? Absolutely. Bet? I think mostly they are. Yeah. Because our range is so strong when yeah. we bet. Yeah, you're right. And we got a person behind us, too. There's yeah. just nothing to do. Yeah, okay. So we're down to just, like, kings... Ace, a, a king, like yeah. king 10 X, king queen X, whatever. Um, pocket kings, which we don't think is very likely for lots of reasons, but possible, of course. Pocket aces, ace king once in a while. 
I don't even know what else there is. What else is there? Quads? There's not much here. No, that's it. He doesn't. He never has uh, deuces full because he called on the fl- he overcalled the flop. He never has pocket deuces. Never, in his hand. never. Um, there's just not a lot here. He could have a missed straight draw, but it'd be weird for him to play it this way. So yeah, I guess we're just trying to squeeze a tiny bit of value out of those weak kings that are going to check back because everything else will play itself anyway. Aces are going to call or bet. Ace king's going to call or bet. Probably if we check, it's all the same, right? So yeah. how much do we want to bet? I don't know. I mean. I mean, if we, I mean, do we ever have eight, six and shove the river? Probably a little bit, right? Ugh, we don't block anything we want to block. There's no flush draw on the no, turn. No, I don't, I don't know. We so, might give up. So if we don't have, that means we don't have any bluffs and we're never shoving king, queen, right? Never shoving king, queen. Could we bet with king, queen to try and get called by those slightly worse hands? Yes. Because we're going to check call. With we have it. to bet pretty small then. Yeah. Like 40% a pot? Something like that. God, it looks so strong if we do that. What's King Jack supposed to do? Well, let's talk about what Kristen does and see, okay. see if we can work backwards on it. Good. She bets 650 yeah. into of her pot size bet into 1.025 million. So like 65% of her stack and of the pot, basically. This is very interesting. It's uh, I think you could find getting heroed by King 10 and King 9 in hands like that as as frequently as if you bet less, probably. Probably. The problem, as we already said, is like, what bluffs do we really have here? Yeah. So if, if, there's, if you can't come with bluffs, all those kings should fold. But, but, okay. Maybe she's trying to make sure she captures a little more value against the hands that have easier calls, like aces and ace-king and stuff. And she's worried if she checks, they bet less because yeah. they're trying to get called by weaker hands. Yeah, like and shoving is just suited. too much. I mean, I don't know if that's true. I mean, if we're betting 650, shoving is only 12 more blinds. I yeah. mean, it is more, but it also looks a little more desperate. But maybe that's not good in this spot. When we don't have bluffs, desperate isn't good. No. I mean, it all looks strong no matter what we do when we bet as Kristen, right? 650 looks strong. 400 looks strong. All in looks strong. Betting looks strong, period. It does. We could bet super tiny and try and induce, but induce from what? Either, I mean, he's got a made hand. There's no reason for him to induce. There's nothing for him to, to be induced, right? right. He's going to call or he's going to fold. He's it's, probably going to call. It's kind of another damned if you do, damned if you don't spot yeah. that we've already seen Dara in, in this hand, but now Kristen's in it. Yeah. So, all right, let's just talk about what happens now. So okay. she bets 650. Dara moves in. Ob. He has to. He has king's full. She has 355K left after she bets 650. So yeah. she's getting like 11 million to one. Yeah. Can she ever be good? Is, it, is there a chance in hell that she has the best hand? Let's talk about it. Okay. Okay, let's come up with hands that we're beating, because anything that's beating us doesn't matter. Uh, okay, we're beating deuces full, but he can never have that because he called never. the flop. Okay. Is he moving in with deuces full? I don't know. Maybe. At least maybe. If we can't... To get called by what? Um, well, this is the problem because, like, we don't really ever have trip sevens the way we played no, it can't. ever. Um, the thing is, does he ever have trip sevens? I don't think he ever has trip sevens no. either, right? He can't call the turn, probably not the flop, certainly not the turn. No, no chance. Seven. So he's repping full houses only. Yep. And if he's repping full houses, we got a real problem because we're always beat. This either, is your point. He either oh, has quads. Kings, I mean, we're putting him on kings full, right? Like, we're not putting him on quads because he right. didn't bet the flop. He's most likely betting the flop with a set of sevens. Yep. If he's going to check a set, it's kings. Yep. We're putting him on exactly what he has, right? Yep. It feels like he has to have kings full. 
based on what we're saying, right? He has no bluffs, it feels like, at all. Kristen folds. I think it's actually an elementary fold. Now that we've gotten this deep into it, it feels super obvious. You have to fold. Here's a better question. Should Dara move in? Is this a bad move in? Because she can fold this hand. Yeah. Meaning that she's only calling with seven. And it's not just that she can fold this hand. Like, to both of us, it's clear that you yes. have to fold this hand. Yes. Right? It like, is. it's not like she made an elite fold with no, this no, hand. No, I agree. I mean, no, I've, we've all been there in these spots. I can think of one in the World Series that I played where I bet the river with, I didn't have a full house, but I bet with trips. And up to that point, I was sure I had the best hand. Like on the turn, like a million percent of the time, based on the way, the check through on the turn, I was in the small blind, I think, or the big blind. I was in the big blind. I was like, my trip kings are always good based on the way this hand's played out. And an eight came on the river, and I bet, and Eric Cajolet, a pro, moved me in for a lot. And I was like, oh, he just always has pocket eights. Like, uh, based on the way this hand played out, he can't have any other hand than pocket eights. And so I folded comfortably and never thought about it again except to tell this story. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what it's like for her in this spot. And that's what it would be like for anyone who's, like, right. got their antenna out. Like, so it's always be. So is it a mistake for Dara to move in? Is he only getting called by quads? <sighs> I mean... It, well, clearly he is because she folds pocket five. Yeah, right? she, she never have, has king seven. Yeah, she doesn't have king seven. Now, she could have seven five. Maybe she considers calling that more. Why? It's the same. Yeah, it's the same. But it feels a little better, right? But yeah. it's the same. Yeah. Uh, it's so little extra. It's only 12 more doesn't, blinds. doesn't matter. We're talking about marginal things here i'm i'm wondering though if kristen bignell is such a is such is so good at this stuff that in real time she can actually make this fold we can make this fold when we talk about it and we think about it um i think there are lots of players who are even good players who may not be able to make this fold in real time okay but darrow kearney knows who kristen bignell is and knows he's playing against her yeah and i i i I know i said at the beginning of this thing like i'm not as good as kristen bignell and i'm not as good as yeah i play my a game all the time i absolutely think i make this fold. i I think you do too i think i make this fold. yeah and i like to call more than you we know that i think i make this fold pretty easily maybe he thinks there's a chance she has king seven suited maybe he thinks it's possible she call with king seven suited it's a lot more likely that she has quad sevens it's a lot more likely that she has quad sevens because she she doesn't always call with king seven suited and she always calls the pocket sevens um that's fair. Also, I don't even know if it's possible to have King 7 suited based on the, the suits, now that I think about it. Oh, that's good. We can't know because you wrote down that both Dara has the King of Hearts and so does the flop, so we'll never know. <laughs> um, but so be it. Well, I can look it up. Okay. The King of Spades is in his hand. The Seven of Spades is there. The Seven of Diamonds is there. So if, he has the, if the King of Clubs is out there, I think... Well, the video has him having the King of Hearts in his hand oh, and the flop having... Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair so, enough. Fair enough. Um, anyway, if one of those is the king of clubs, then it's actually impossible for there to even for king seven suited to even exist. Wow, this is a really interesting question because the answer is always, of course, you raise here, and yet, if we can't get called by worse and we're raising for value, we should not raise even with a hand this strong. This is kind of the opposite of the Vanessa Selps versus Gail Bauman hand, where like Selps almost folds aces full mm-hmm. when it's like Bauman only has quad sevens when she moves in right. here, right? Right. Um, this is the opposite. This is the, the inverse of that, where it's like, well, yeah, everybody moves in here, just like everybody calls with Selps hand, but really, should you? Like, is it actually a good idea to do that? Because it's probably not. I like, mean, Selps, to, to her, in her defense, 
this, now I know Bauman has since disagreed with that, but said like she thought it was possible that Bauman could have a seven suited, yeah. and it was po- and she looked and saw that it was possible right, right. Su- suits wise that there was one combo of that, and that she thought Bauman would play it that way. Yes. Now Bauman says she wouldn't. I actually believe Bauman. Me too. But I can understand why Selps could talk herself into maybe she plays a seven. Yes, suited like I agree this, with right? that entirely. Um, so yeah, we're back to this situation though, where oh man, yeah, it's. I think it's a bad movie. Okay, I think I guess you're right, but I can't imagine coming to that in the moment at ever. Like it feels like so hard to get probably there. like that. That's one where maybe Kristen Bicknell comes to it and just calls, and we take an hour we're to like, figure it out. What the hell? Yeah. How do you only call yeah. here? And then at the end of the podcast, we're like, she did it right. And yeah. we're also even like, well, the other thing is this: you only call, but you have to be sure that your opponent can fold fives full. Because if they can't fold fives full, and I know yeah. we're saying we can, but not every player, not everyone's strengths is in making like a big fold. Even really good players, right? And also some of them would be like, I am committed to this pot with one of the best hands I can ever have. doesn't matter. You're winning 0% of the time. I agree with you, but I'm saying just because you think that and I yeah. think that does not mean everyone doesn't put the chips in. A bunch of people are going to put the chips in here, right? Yeah. Now, maybe Bickendale never puts the chips in here, and that's fair. But, but maybe enough other players do that you move in against at least most of the universe. Fair. But fair. maybe not against her. Right. I think against Kristen Bicknell and against her ilk, this is a mistake. Wow. That's so sick. Now, what do you do against a guy like Dan Negreanu? Probably the same. Even though he's a known calling station? Yeah, he's not going to call. I think he isn't either. I think he's going to fold. I agree with you. Wow. It's so crazy. This is why we just want to bet the flop, so we never have to put ourselves in these I mean, super weird spots. Right. The problem is not only that we're not getting called by fives full, it's that like, quads is on the table for yep. sure. Yeah. There's only one combo, but it's right there staring us in the face. Yeah. Man, I mean, look, you're, if, if Fives Full is really folding by almost everyone, by all the really good players, and we know she's part of that demographic, and Quads obviously is getting the full double because they're not yeah. going to fold, then this can't be a good play. Yep. Right? So those assumptions have to be true. Obviously, the Quads part is true. The question is, is Fives Full really true in an online spot where players only have like 30 seconds to make decisions and stuff like that? In a 10K? Probably. Yeah. Also, they have more time. They've got time bank yeah. cards. I assume she probably uses some of those. I think I think if you're playing a $26 tournament, of course, then it's sure move in and a $300 tournament, yeah. a $500 tournament. I think you can move in comfortably against most players. Right. But against probably Chris, a thousand dollar. Well, if you're playing against Kristen Bignell in a $26 oh, right. tournament, you probably shouldn't move in anyway. Well, she might call because it's yeah. a $26 yeah, tournament. She might. But right. But a 10K online, especially yeah. where that money feels like a, it feels like a big, big buy in, you know, because yeah. because it's online. Uh yeah, maybe not. That's insane that this is that this is just a call. It's a bad it's a bad move in. Wow, Dara. Can't, I can't how do you blame, feel about I that? I can't blame you, Dara. No. Can't blame you. I would have moved in for sure if I had taken this line, but I think Grant's right. I think this is a losing play. I think we're losing money by moving in against a player of her caliber. Yeah, only. Only. But well, good for her for being that wow. good, but not good for her for not cashing in the tournament. Yeah, by the way, Dara did cash in the tournament, finished 68th for $20,000. Hey, someone won a million. Money, money, money. Million dollar. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe. We still